a military injustice episode on the Anything and Everything with Therese podcast. This episode is brought to you by WYSK Spark Radio, the spark of the South. Find it on Live 365 Spark Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Military Injustice, Episode 3, Article 32. As I had mentioned last time, the mother of the accuser had done this before, but I didn't want to go any further than that. I was then briefed that I should explain that comment without going into the full case. So I will tell you that the mother was married to a gentleman named Dan, who had been in the Coast Guard for 10 years before they were married. After they were married, they were then transferred to Hawaii where they lived. Within a few short months of marriage, after he was deployed, the mother then filed charges of abuse. He was then confined on the ship, and when it was all over, he was discharged from the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard then paid all of her moving expenses, and she received six months of alimony. While this information was not used in the case, it does show that she has done this before. Now for a brief recap of what we have learned about this case so far is that the forensic investigations done by the CID found nothing of evidentiary value. In the investigation for physical evidence, they found nothing of evidentiary value. And in the investigation for computer analysis for digital media, they found nothing of evidentiary value. So in our third episode, we are going to look at the Article 32. In civilian terms, an Article 32 hearing is a proceeding under the United States Uniform Code of Military Justice, similar to that of a preliminary hearing in civilian law. Its name is derived from the UCMJ Section 7, Article 32, which mandates the hearing. The Article 32 hearing provides the accused and his or her attorneys a powerful opportunity to review the government's evidence and to even present evidence in defense to the charges. An accused has the right to be present and participate in the Article 32 preliminary hearing. Now, let's take a look at what evidence they had that gave them the grounds for court-martial. You can follow along by going to the website www.militaryandjusticelawyer.com and in the upper right corner of the page, click the tab labeled Case. Once there, scroll down to the Article 32B and I'll read from there. Article 32B is the testimony of 12-year-old Kirsten in her own words. Happens more recently, your body doesn't get a chance to process it. You are still in shock. The situation is comparable to getting stabbed with a pencil. If you got stabbed a week ago, you would have time to process it. But if you got stabbed today, it would still hurt too much to think about. I did say that Captain Lawyer molested me. I told them what happened at the house, but not at the KOA site. It was just different, okay? It was closer. 
It was about a week time difference. I wasn't comfortable talking about it. That's my personal reason. I didn't say it then, but I am saying it now. I didn't like the lady. She was weird. I do not like being videotaped. I told some of the details, but not much. That is my prerogative. I have gone through therapy so that I can talk about it now. It feels better when I talk about it. I don't tell everyone. I am selective. Who I tell is not your concern. I didn't change my story. I just didn't tell the whole story. Please stop asking me the same questions. I did lie the first time, but not really. I just didn't want to feel the hurt at the time. I didn't really feel comfortable about talking about everything, but some stuff I did get into. My allegations have evolved over time. Time heals. The more I talk about, the better I feel. My boyfriend caused a big commotion when he found out. I tell who I need to be able to talk to. When she asked me did he touch me places or asked me to give him oral, I did tell her no. But that was the past. I lied then. I wasn't comfortable then. Now I am more comfortable talking about everything. You shouldn't work with kids if you don't understand that. I don't have a perfect memory. I did myself on video participating in inappropriate activity with Captain Loya. I lied because I didn't want anyone viewing the videos or photos because I am embarrassed. If you keep going over the same thing, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I knew this would happen if I talked about this. That is why I didn't want to say anything. I wanted to pretend like nothing ever happened. I am scared. I'm not sure what to do. I'm going to do what I think is right. I hate you. I told the government yesterday about the KOA incident. Then the defense objects. The defense suggests that the government withheld evidence at that point. But the government maintains that they didn't receive that information. Then Kirsten continues. I didn't tell them that exactly. If you ask me directly, I will answer you directly. It's akin to asking me about my favorite color. My favorite color is lime green. But if I would paint my room purple, that doesn't mean my favorite color is not lime green. If you ask me specifically, I will answer you. The government didn't ask me, did they, see the videos. I didn't want anyone to look at the video. I didn't want anyone to view the photos or the videos. You can't rely on what I said before because I was uncomfortable then. It was like I was standing in front of a billion people naked. I was more uncomfortable before then I am now. I informed my older brother and sister. My little brother and sister did not need to know. But if they ask, I will tell them. At the crossroads, someone took notes when we were talking. They put the notes in a binder. I know they keep a record when someone visits a facility. You are mean because you lied. You should get in trouble. You said you never met my mom. You did. She told me. I will ground you myself if I have to. Lying is illegal. You lied in court. My mother told me you were mean. 
Miss Hope told me that the person on the bad guy's side is mean. Not you specifically. Anyone sitting past the I.O. is a bad guy. I have a bigger posse, so I am not worried. They told me that the defense counsel would be a bad guy and would try and get in my head and put words in my mouth. I watch television. I have been to a real court. I know how it works. I went with my cousin to court for custody hearing. You are mean. That's just how it's supposed to be. You yell for no reason. You are a freak. You didn't let me have my bear. It's just a stupid bear. Next, you can scroll down to Article 32. This was sent by Major James A. Ewing, Senior Defense Counsel. The copy I have is marked Exhibit L. It's the exact same copy that you are looking at on the website. It's dated March 18, 2009. It's a memorandum through the Office of the Staff Judge Advocate, Attention, Military Justice Division, Joint Readiness Training Center, and Fort Polk, Louisiana. For Garrison Commander, Joint Readiness Training Center, and Fort Polk, Louisiana. The subject is Defense Objections to the Article 32 Report, United States v. Loya. Number 1. Pursuant to Rule for Courts Martial 405, the defense notes the following objections to the Article 32 Investigating Officer's Report. The undersigned defense counsel believes that his office received the hard copy of the Article 32 report on the 13th of March, 2009. Due to a court-martial on the March 16th, 17th of 2009, the undersigned defense counsel personally received and reviewed the hard copy of the Article 32 investigation in this case on March 18th of 2009. Number two, in paragraph two of the investigating officer or the IO's write-up, the IO Major Colbert stated that the assertion by Kirsten that she was molested at the KOA campground was disclosed to the government on the evening of February 9th, 2009, the night prior to the hearing. This is in contradiction to the information on page 10 of the summarized transcript of the Article 32 proceeding, which indicates that when this new issue came to light during Ms. Loya's testimony, that the government counsel indicated that they had not had prior knowledge of this allegation, which we did see in the testimony where the defense objected and suggested that the government withheld evidence. And then the government maintained that they didn't receive that information. That was brought up during Kirsten's testimony. Number three, on page 11 of the summarized transcript, page 195 of the documentary evidence provided to the defense post-Article 32 investigation, the summarized transcript indicates that Miss Kirsten stated that Captain Loya wanted to marry her, stating, we were going to get married. This is an error in the transcript as Kirsten did not testify as such. Number four, the transcript does not contain the following information 
that was stated on the record at the Article 32. 4A. The transcript does not contain the fact that Kirsten Lawyer threatened to kick civilian attorney Les Levoy and hit him over the head with her shoe. The transcript does not include the fact that Miss Kirsten insulted Mr. Levoy as she was leaving the courtroom after her testimony. And that's true. We did not see that in Kirsten's testimony. B. The transcript does not contain the fact that Kirsten Lawyer stated on the stand that she had been arrested before. C. The transcript does not contain the fact that Kirsten stated that she was threatened by her mother that if she did not testify at the Article 32 proceeding, that Captain Lawyer would kidnap her little brother, Connor. D. The transcript does not contain the fact that Kirsten responded yes to the question, you will do anything to get what you want. This statement should be reflected near the bottom of page 11 of the summarized transcript. E. The transcript does not contain the fact that Kirsten repeatedly stated, I lied approximately four to five times in rapid succession. This should be depicted on page 9 and 10 of the summarized transcript. Number 5. It is the defense's position that the matters noted herein are fatal flaws to the Article 32 investigation in this case. Number 6. POC for this request is the undersigned at, and he gives his number in his email, and it's signed James A. Ewing, Major James A. Ewing, Senior Defense Counsel. So, as we read the testimony, none of these other comments that Kirsten stated, we didn't hear her threaten Levoy, we didn't hear her say she lied, we didn't hear the testimony of her admitting to being arrested before, we certainly didn't hear the testimony of her being threatened by her mother that if she didn't testify, that Captain Loya would kidnap her little brother, Connor. And they even left out when she responded yes to the question, you will do anything to get what you want. And then let's not forget how she claimed she lied. She said, I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied. In succession, four to five times, they said. And that's not in the transcript that we read either. Okay, guys, are you out there in the audience upset yet? Are y'all furious that this trial, just the pre-trial hearing, had not taken testimony out? Alex Loya would have never been convicted. Is that not evidence right there? First of all, when they tried all these investigations of physical evidence of the mattress, there was no stains for bodily fluids. So they went after digital media because she wanted to claim that he was into porn and taking pictures of her. Guess what? Nothing there. So now all they have left is her testimony. And she blunders it because she starts telling the truth. You know, if you let people ramble on eventually, you're going to hear the truth. Why did they have to leave out that she had been arrested before? Why did they choose to leave out how she threatened the other attorney? Why did they leave out how she admitted she lied five times? 
And why did they leave out the fact that her mom was coercing her by saying, if you don't testify, your brother's going to be kidnapped? Come on, where do we live? We live in America. We're supposed to have this great justice system where you're innocent until proven guilty. And that I can't just walk in there and with my cute little face say, judge, I don't have proof. But believe me, because I'm saying my neighbor did this to me. Believe me. And then he goes, okay, okay, I'm sorry about you, neighbor. But she says you did it. And I know you say you didn't. But we're going to believe her. And you're going to jail for the rest of your life. What country do we live in that this is allowed to happen? And she admits to lying. She admits to saying, yes, I'll do whatever I have to do to get what I want. And yet she walks away. He's locked up. Now, let me tell you, the original sentence was 108 years. 108 years. This man was locked up with no proof. None. Does that not make you angry? I'm going to tell you why it makes me angry. Because if this can happen to him, this could happen to me or to my husband or my sons or my daughter. This could happen to you and your family. You need to be angry. You know, don't say, yeah, but that happened to him. That has nothing to do with me. Honey, if they can get away with this with anyone, then you and your loved ones are in jeopardy as well. I want to read something to you. This was sent in April of 2017. There was an attorney, Gerardo Gonzalez, who reviewed the conviction and the trial transcripts of this case and sent a letter of what he noted about the case. This was not Alex's attorney. It was just an attorney who was reviewing the case. He wasn't getting paid. Here's the letter from Mr. Gonzalez. He titles it, Re-Missing or Altered Article 32 Impeachment Materials, PKA Captain Chaplain Alex Loya, U.S. Army, to whom it may concern. I reviewed the conviction and trial transcripts of Alex Loya. Alex Loya was a recognized leader over several decades prior to this conviction. His former high school classmates from a variety of states and Mexico have and are setting up funding for him. Military, non-military, and other people from other walks of life of Alex Loya have reached out to this group to help garner a community voice for Alex Loya. I am working pro bono, but am not his counsel, as I am not a military lawyer. It appears that Mr. Loya's conviction is a miscarriage of justice, given altered Article 32 materials and related post-trial affidavits highlighting the harm of the destruction of government transcripts. Improper destruction of transcripts readily misled the defense and the jury. From the materials I obtained, there was one victim, Mr. Loya's stepdaughter. There were multiple specifications related to her as follows. Sexual contact with a child, indecent liberties with a child, aggravated sexual contact, 
indecent acts, child physical contact, the conviction appears to be in substantial error for the following reasons. Number one, altered Article 32 impeachment materials. Critical impeachment evidence, readily the heart of a defense in this case, was apparently not preserved from the Article 32 hearing for use at trial by the defense and that which was actually presented was remarkably altered against the defendant's case. The only direct witness for the prosecution, among other things, stated at the Article 32 hearing that she lied repeatedly and that she was threatened so as to provide testimony against then-chaplain Captain Loya. And then he notes, See attached letter of then Major James A. Ewing attesting to this fatal problem. Then he continues, At trial, defense counsel apparently had only redacted Article 32 record. This redacted version is simply destroyed impeachment testimony of the key and material government witness. As a result of the alteration of the Article 32 transcripts, the defense's case, all the way through closing argument, was gutted from using and reusing transcripts that should readily have exonerated the defendant with the government's own witness testimony. However, the rewritten version of the transcript allowed the government, for its part, to prosecute a testimonial case gleaning over what should have been captured fatal testimony. Instead, they subscribed to uncorroborated childlike confusion to the witness thereby escaping altered prior testimony as identified by Major Ewing. Number two, corroborating Doris Spieler affidavit to altered Article 32 materials. The biological sister of Alex Loya's wife, Doris Beeler, also the biological maternal aunt of the alleged victim, invited the victim and Captain Loya's ex-wife to live with her after the conviction of Alex Loya. She helped support the victim and Alex Loya's ex-wife after the conviction and was predisposed against Alex Loya at the time. Remarkably, Ms. Beeler then provided a post-conviction affidavit effectively corroborating Major Ewing regarding altered Article 32 transcripts and highlighting the improper conviction. The alleged victim told her aunt shortly after trial that she did not want to testify against Alex Loya and that her mother put her up to the testimony. The affidavit speaks toward a bribe for false testimony by the ex-wife of Captain Loya of the child. And then he says, see attached affidavit of Doris Beeler. Number three, further corroborating Tanya Favela Loya affidavit to altered Article 32 materials. Tanya Loya is a niece of Alex Loya, and my space friend with the alleged victim. Miss Loya provided an affidavit stating, among other critical things, that six days after conviction, the victim posted 
I feel bad for the lies I've told, but I don't feel bad that I never get caught. On the very day of conviction, the victim posted on MySpace, Ha ha, buttheads, I won, losers. The affidavit speaks toward other critical factors, including a video posting by the alleged victim of how she lied to psychologists, then laughed at them when the psychologists were no longer around. The affidavit also speaks toward improper sexual comments by the victim's mother to a minor. And you can see attached affidavit of Tanya Fowler Loya. That's also noted. The alteration of the Article 32 materials led to an illegitimate and unjust conviction, where the material government witnesses' testimony is altered to help the government by removing impeachment testimony, and where post-conviction affidavits show the destroyed parts of evidence have substantial factual veracity, due process, and justice mandate the conviction be overturned because of of destroyed evidence and a miscarriage of justice. Alternatively, if Major Ewing Defense Counsel was vested in the facts and thereby a material witness to destroyed evidence, he should have immediately withdrawn from representation so as to testify himself at the trial in chief to destruction of evidence and the relevance of the alterations. Similarly, he should have called witnesses that altered transcripts to the trial-in-chief. Not doing so fatally undermined the defense and runs afoul of the Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution right to counsel. And then he has a paragraph, he says, For purposes of context, there were no witnesses to the specifications apart from the victim. At the time the allegations arose, the victim was a 12-year-old. Despite her young age, she admittedly had a fake MySpace account posting as a 19-year-old, which her mother allowed, belonged to an emo, satanic, goth following, which she identified as a religion while the defendant was an army chaplain, and argued with then-chaplain Captain Alex Loya, who was stationed in Iraq, over parenting her having a boyfriend at 12, and a fake MySpace account. The alleged victim testified that she initially gained her sophisticated knowledge of profane language from other children at an army base, not Alex Loya. The Article 32 information, with its full impeachment strength, as shown by Major Ewing's letter, squarely fit the post-conviction affidavits. It is clear that the altered Article 32 information gutted the defense in this case. There was neither disputed expert testimony nor forensic evidence of any nature, DNA, computer content, etc. The substance of the altered 32 testimony was the basis for the conviction coupled with an improper yet constant effort to populate the jury's mind on polygamy. Alex Loya's wife was admittedly a member of Mensa, a group for people with genius-level intelligence. 
Their marriage was very troubled, including because Chaplin Loyal was not allowing a 12-year-old to engage in adult internet activity or have a boyfriend. The transcript was altered and or destroyed before trial. The post-trial facts captured in affidavits corroborate the travesty of altering this information against the defense. Major Ewing wrote that the destroyed Article 32 materials took out, among other things, government witness statements of, I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied, and I will do anything to get what I want. How can there be any cognizable due process when material transcripts are allowed to be altered against a defendant? Forcing a speculative defense versus a defense that should have been squarely founded on impeachment transcripts from opening statement through closing argument took away a proper defense. The appearances of impropriety here is offensive to the conscience and the conviction should be overturned. Respectfully, Gerardo H. Gonzalez. Now, this is someone who years later, about what, eight years later, is going over this case and he's seeing the same things. I want to note for the record that on July 15th of 2010, Alex's sentence was reduced. Remember I said he was given 108 years originally in 2010. This is the action that was given by James Yarbrough, Department of the Army Headquarters Joint Readiness Training Center in Fort Polk, Fort Polk, Louisiana, 71459. I hereby revoke the original actions of June 30th, 2010 and substitute the following. In the case of Captain Alexander Loya, U.S. Army Headquarters and Headquarters Company, 94th Brigade, Support Battalion, 4th Brigade, 10th Mountain Division, Light Infantry, Fort Polk, Louisiana, the finding of guilty on Specification 1 of Charge 2 is disapproved. Specification 1 of Charge 2 is dismissed. Only so much of the sentence extending to forfeiture of all pay and allowances, confinement for 35 years, and dismissal from the service is approved. And except for that part of the sentence extending to dismissal from the service will be executed. Credit the accused with seven days pre-trial confinement against the sentence to confinement. And it's signed James Yarbrough, Brigadier General, USA Commanding. This concludes our Military Injustice episode on Article 32. Check out the show notes below to take a closer look at this case for yourself. Thank you for listening and God bless. For comments or questions, you can reach us by email at yappy at post.com. Also, check us out on Twitter at Dorisi and our Facebook pages at Yappy Studio or Louisiana Entertainment Association. Look for the Military Injustice logo on the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast for another episode of Military Injustice. 
Thank you for listening to a Military Injustice episode on the Anything and Everything with Therese podcast.